Welcome to Atlanta Fringe Audio 2020, brought to you by the Atlanta Fringe Festival. We thank you for listening and supporting our audio artists. To learn more about the Atlanta Fringe, go to atlantafringe.org. This show is family-friendly. When I was a kid, I was sure my toys moved when I wasn't watching. I tried to catch them in the act, but they always knew I was around. Still, I had proof. Before I left for school, I would leave all my toys everywhere. And when I came home, the toys would be exactly where my mom told me to put them. But this story isn't about me or my toys. I live in Haiti, a country in the Caribbean. Every couple of days, I go to the outdoor market to buy stuff. The market is super crowded. If you're not careful, you might get hit by a motorcycle or a woman carrying food on her head. I was almost run over by a person pushing a wheelbarrow carrying a cow. One day, I found myself standing in the middle of this chaos because something caught my eye. I saw a Mr. Potato Face, the same one I had when I was little. I was positive this one moved by itself. And when I got closer, it moved again. I looked around to see if anyone else in the market saw. I picked up the toy. Mr. Potato Face? I felt silly talking to a big potato. And let me tell you, I almost fell to the floor when he answered. He told me about a crazy adventure he had right here in Haiti. Not so long ago, Mr. Potato Face and Basic Bob You probably don't remember Basic Bob. No one does. He's one of those toys that everyone has but no one plays with. Anyway, Mr. Potato Face and Basic Bob found themselves in Haiti being sold by a street vendor. It seems, in the United States, they were dropped in a donation box and brought to the Caribbean. Mr. Potato Face and Basic Bob had no clue what was happening. Day after day, they were in the sweltering heat watching the vendor try to entice people to buy her goods. Some would stop and stare. A few even picked up Mr. Potato Face to get a better look at him. But nobody knew what to do with the big face potato. And Basic Bob wasn't very interesting. On a very humid day, Mr. Potato Face noticed a new toy. A beautiful doll with dark brown skin and kinky hair. Her name was Mattel. She was amused by the foreigners. She called Mr. Potato Face Monsieur Patadus. Basic Bob tried to correct her. No, no, no. His name is Mr. Potato Face. But the potato was so charmed by Mattel. She could call him whatever she wanted. From then on, Mr. Potato Face told everyone to call him Monsieur Patadus. After hours of frying in the hot sun, a woman came to the vendor. The vendor encouraged the woman to touch whatever items interested her. The woman indifferently picked up Mattel and Monsieur Patadus. What's happening? Monsieur Patadus wanted to know. She's going to buy us, Mattel responded. The woman wanted to know the price for Mattel. The doll was 200 goods. Goods is what Haitian money is called. The woman scrunched up her face and countered with 100 goods. Oh, you didn't let me finish, continued the vendor. 200 goods for the doll and the big potato. It's too expensive. I just want the doll, the woman replied. She began to walk away. Looks like you guys won't be purchased after all, said Basic Bob a little too joyfully. He spoke too soon. Okay, okay, 
You can have both the doll and the potato for 150 goods, said the vendor. And I'll throw in this thing. Of course, the thing she was talking about was basic Bob. The woman returned to the cellar and agreed to 150 goods. At the woman's home, Monsieur Patat Deuce met the woman's seven-year-old daughter, Natalie. Everyone called her Natu. Monsieur Patadus knew he and Natsu were going to be great friends. The little girl was so excited about her toys. Monsieur Patadus looked like a happy potato. And Mattel, well, she was pretty like her mom. Natsu's little brother tried to touch Mattel. No, no matter, son, Natsu scolded. The boy looked like he was about to cry. Natsu gave him basic Bob. Matterson immediately put Bob in his mouth. Save me! whispered Bob to the other toys, but they were too busy trying to hold in their laughter. Matter, <laughs> son, giggled Natsu. You're not supposed to put the toys in your mouth. They're not candy. Natalie showed her brother how to play, and they played for hours. When the children's father returned from a long day's work, he was tired and soaking wet because it was pouring outside. He wasn't happy about his wife spending their hard-earned money on toys. Natsu needed new school shoes. Her old ones were getting tight. Why can't Natsu have new toys and new shoes? Mr. Patadus wanted to know. Mattel explained that many families do not have a lot of money, so they have to make sure every dollar is well spent. Mattel used to live with another little girl named Cynthia. Cynthia loved Mattel and took very good care of her. They played every single day. Sometimes, Cynthia even snuck Mattel to school to show her off to her friends. One day, Cynthia's mom took Mattel and gave her to the vendor that sold Mattel to Natalie's mom. In exchange, the vendor gave Cynthia's family some rice. The family hadn't eaten a proper meal in a few days. Mr. Patadus and Basic Bob were shocked that something like that could happen. Though Mattel missed Cynthia, Mattel was happy she was able to serve the family. When Natu's father saw how much fun Natalie and Matterson were having, he stopped being mad about the toys. Even he thought Mattel looked a lot like his wife. Before going to bed, Natu and Matterson said their prayers with their parents. But Natu couldn't fall asleep without hearing her favorite song. Natsu, why do you like this song so much? Her mother would ask. <laughs> it's funny. Natsu giggled. Each night, her mother and father would sing the song about Fiat Lalo, the old woman who eats children, and Natsu would join in happily. When the song ended, Natsu, with a big smile on her face, would ask her parents to describe Fiat Lalo, the old woman. Well, the old woman is always dressed in white. And, and her head is covered in a white cloth. Natsu would interrupt. And, and she wears a big skirt. Exactly, her mother would continue. Fiat Lalo wears a big skirt that covers her toes. She loves eating birds, but her favorite meal is a happy little girl, a boy. When she smiles, she only has three teeth because every time she eats a child, a 
tooth falls out. Now you go to bed before I send you to the old lady, Natu's father playfully warned while tickling her and Natu's son. <laughs> After hearing the story, Basic Bob and Mr. Patadus wondered if the old lady eats toys too. When the children were sound asleep, the toys heard something trying to get inside the house. It kept banging and banging and banging. Oh no, cried Basic Bob. It's the old lady in white who eats kids. Mattel tried to reassure him that the song was just a story, but her voice was shaking. Oh, ladies, don't, don't eat kids, Mr. Patadus added, but his voice was shaking too. Community workers were at the door urging people to evacuate their homes. The town was flooded because of the rain, and even more water was expected because the river was overflowing. There was a lot of commotion. The neighbors rushed to wake everyone in their households and gather their important things. Natu's mother and father carried Natsu and her brother out of the house and headed for the shelter. Despite all the noise, the two kids slept through it all. At first, Matsu-san was clutching Basic Bob. Sorry guys, I guess I'll be leaving you here, Basic Bob said gleefully. He didn't want to be stuck in the flood, but he slipped out of Matsu-san's hand while the boy's mother carried him away. The parents were too much in a rush to notice the fallen toy. In the dark, Basic Bob could barely make out the other two toys. Mr. Patadus and Mattel were screaming for him to get back on the bed. Basic Bob realized he had to jump back on the bed. How hard could it be? It was just a mattress, no springboard, no headboard, just the mattress. Bob tried to jump, but he couldn't get high enough. He saw the water gathering at his feet. The other toys encouraged him. Come on, you can do it! He tried jumping on the mattress a few more times, and then he realized he wasn't good at jumping or swimming. Help, guys, help! Fortunately, Mattel saw one of Natsu's hair ribbons on the bed. Grab this, she said, and threw one end of the ribbon to Basic Bob. The water was rising and moving fast. Bob held on for dear life. Pull, commanded Mattel. She and Mr. Patadus pulled as hard as they could, but the water pulled harder. I can't swim, Basic Bob cried as the water splashed above his head. Pull, screamed Mattel again. And with a lot of heaving, the toys managed to save Basic Bob just in time. The water rushed in one side of the house and out the other. The mattress floated on top of the waves. The toys held on to each other as the bed moved up and down and hit the walls and chairs and whatever else was in the house. And suddenly, the rain stopped. After a couple of days, the water receded and everything was in disarray. Mr. Patadus told me he and the other toys couldn't wait to go find the family. The toys jumped off the mattress and went outside the house. All the houses were surrounded by puddles and mud. And the sun was blinding. Through squinted eyes, they saw a road that wasn't too far. It was the road that led to the shelter. They just had to cross over some mud. Out of nowhere, a dog came and snatched Monsieur Patadus in his mouth. Monsieur Patadus told me the dog thought he was a potato for eating. Put me down, he screamed. The dog just ran faster. He didn't understand English. Chien, arrête, commanded Mattel. The dog came to a screeching halt. She pointed her finger towards the ground and the dog dropped Monsieur Patadus. Luckily, the mud was there to soften his fall. Monsieur Patadus was covered in mud from head to toe, which wasn't really hard since his entire body was a big potato face. Basic Bob suggested that they get on the dog's back and ride to the road. That was a great idea. The trio hopped on the dog's back. Allez, Mattel commanded the dog. The dog easily galloped through the mud and headed for the road out of town. The toys hung on as the dog picked up speed. 
things were going well until the dog got distracted by a big tree and decided to sniff around. Mattel couldn't steer the dog in the right direction. Come on, Ali, Ali! The dog wouldn't listen. The tree was just too interesting. The grass around the tree was just too green. I don't know about you guys, said Basic Bob, but I kind of like it here. He laid on the dog's back with his hands crossed behind his head. Mattel and Mr. Patatus decided to join Bob and relax. But then the dog stopped moving. When the toys saw why, they wanted to run. Staring at them was an old woman. Her head was wrapped in a white cloth. She was wearing all white and a big long skirt that covered her toes. Guess how many teeth she had? Exactly three. The toys couldn't move. Of course they couldn't move because the old lady was staring at them and they can't move when people are watching. But even if they could, they wouldn't be able to because they were petrified. The old lady picked up the three toys with her wrinkly hands. She stomped her foot, which made the dog run away. Well, 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 look what the dog dragged in, the old lady said. You never know what you might find after a flood. <laughs> we have to get out of here, Mattel whispered. The others agreed, but the old lady held them tightly and they couldn't slip out of her grip. In the distance, they saw a house. It looked like it was made out of gingerbread. It was the perfect house for which who ate children, Mr. Patatus called. Gingerbread houses don't exist, he reasoned. Gingerbread houses wouldn't even be able to survive a flood, and, and witches aren't real. This was just an old lady with three teeth and a funny laugh. But then again, lots of folks don't believe potato faces can talk. The old lady brought them inside the gingerbread house. The place was littered with candles, bright scarves, and bottles. The bottles were covered in colorful jewels. The place was strangely beautiful. Still scary though. The old lady put the toys on a table near one of the bottles and left the room. There were other dolls in the room. Some of them wore lace dresses. Some of them sort of looked like mermaids. All of them looked strange. Okay, everyone, Mattel said. This is our chance to escape. The trio inched towards the edge of the table. The strange dolls turned their heads in unison and watched every move. Suddenly, they were surrounded by the dolls. Then just as suddenly, the dolls were back in their places because the old woman returned. She once again picked up Mr. Patatus, Mattel, and Basic Bob. She took them outside. Each of the toys sighed with relief. It would be easier for them to escape outside. She lined the toys on the porch stoop. Oh, I forgot the treats, the old woman exclaimed. She shuffled back inside the gingerbread house. The three toys looked at each other and knew exactly what to do. They hopped down the steps, ran through the grass, dashed past the tree, and when they were almost to the main road, they caught sight of a boy about the same age as Natsu. He saw them too, so the toys had to stop dead in their tracks. The little boy was hoping to find friends to play soccer, but instead, he found treasure. Mattel, Mr. Patatus, and Basic Bob were saved. At least they thought they were. Just when the boy was about to walk away, Hello, Mano. Are those your toys? Asked the old lady with the three teeth. Mano shook his head no. She put out her hand, and the boy reluctantly gave her the three toys. Well, I have a treat for you. Mano happily followed the old lady. Once they reached the gingerbread house, the lady again placed the toys on the porch. She bent over and whispered to the toys. You won't be able to leave until your rightful owner comes for you, and I'll be happy to see her, she said as she licked her lips. 
Mano interrupted the old lady and asked for his treat. What would you like? Peanuts, cashews, or coconuts? She led the boy into the house. The door slammed shut. The toys couldn't see or hear what was going on. We have to save him, Mattel said. Monsieur Patadus agreed. But Basic Bob, he believed they should save themselves or they would end up like those strange dolls. Then they heard another door slam shut. It sounded like an oven door slamming shut on a little boy who was going to be baked for a witch's dinner. Bye-bye, little one. <laughs> they heard the old woman cackle. The toys jumped off the porch and ran with all their might back to the road. They didn't make it very far because they heard a familiar giggle. It was Natu. The toys were overcome with joy, then relief, then dread. Natu was headed towards them, which meant she was headed towards the gingerbread house, which meant the old lady dressed in white was going to trick her with sweets, which meant she was going to end up like Mono. We cannot let what happened to the little boy happen to Natu, screamed Mattel. Out of nowhere, the old lady appeared. Natsu politely greeted her. Did she notice the old lady's white clothes, long skirt, and most of all, did she notice her teeth? No, Mr. Patadus told me. Natsu only stared at her toys. I've been saving them for you, Natsu, said the old lady as she inched closer to the girl. Before you play, would you like a treat? Natsu's eyes brightened, just like little Mono's did at the mention of peanuts, cashews, and coconuts. And all the toys could do was watch. The old lady led Natsu into her house, and the door slammed shut. The toys slumped together. They couldn't save Natsu. Mr. Patadus, Mattel, and Basic Bob were too sad to notice Natsu's mother. She picked up the toys and smiled. The toys silently wept. The old lady came out of the gingerbread house and greeted Natsu's mom with a hug. They knew each other? The old woman ate the children of people she knew? The toys were shocked. The old lady led Natu's mom into the gingerbread house. The bright colors looked menacing. The weird dolls were still watching. Natu, called Natalie's mom. No answer. Natu, she called again. And Natu skipped into sight with her mouth full of treats. I hope you didn't eat them all, <laughs> laughed the old woman. Natu shook her head no. She put some in her pockets for her brother, Matusan. Natu. What did I tell you about running ahead of me like that? Sorry, Mommy. Natsu promised she would never do that again. The old lady and the woman spoke while Natsu played with her toys and stared in awe at the old lady's unique dolls. Evidently, Natsu's family had an adventure of their own during the flood, but everyone was safe and people were returning to town. The toys also noticed the old lady still had three teeth, which meant she didn't eat the little boy. Natu's mom thanked the old woman for her generosity Merci, and was about to head out the door. The old woman opened a different door and pointed to another path. It was a quicker way to get back to town. Natu grabbed her toys and skipped down the path with her mom, and the old lady slammed the door shut. So, the old woman was a family friend, Mr. Patadus told me. You know, sometimes old people don't have a lot of teeth, and her house wasn't actually made out of gingerbread. It just looked like gingerbread. Monsieur Patatus told me the old lady wears white every Thursday, and the toys just happen to be at her house on a Thursday. There are people in Haiti who wear white only on certain days. But I wanted to know about the inside of her house, with the colorful scarves, the decorated bottles, and most of all, the strange dolls. Monsieur Patatus agreed the old lady didn't eat children, but he never said she wasn't magical. I had so many questions. 
But people were staring at me like I was crazy because I was talking to a big potato face in the middle of the market. So I left Monsieur Patadouce, but I'll never forget his adventure. Toy Adventure was written and narrated by Jessica Botterford. Sound design by Clem Levine. Music by Revolution Studio. Vocals by Sabine Sinse, Pedrica Colas, and Alexandre Bradley-Moncoeur. Atlanta Fringe Audio 2020 is brought to you by the Atlanta Fringe Festival. You can binge on Fringe on Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or wherever you enjoy podcasts. If you like this piece, leave a comment or review wherever you listen to podcasts.